1: The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com.
0: Hello, everybody. Welcome in to the, I mean, it is the, uh, I'm trying to think of a literative, a, a way to say it usually i would go you know if it was wednesday it would be a wet wednesday or a torrential tuesday it's a i don't know man it 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 has been a stormy thursday that, that may not that may not go together well but well i don't know not not a lot of thunder but boy we've had a lot of rain here uh over the last 20 hours or so and i i hope it's about done because this last burst that we had was i mean it's like they just uh opened opened the floodgates this last time so hope everybody is doing well and you know staying as dry as possible here on this thursday edition of the drive dan dan has uh troy women's basketball today down in troy he'll be back tomorrow so uh, once again we've called on our our super sub if you will uh coach don dunn joining me here in the studio don how you doing doing great buddy it is raining Woo. it it, re- it really has hey thanks I wanted to thank you um so much for for helping out last week while while I was gone we had a great time and uh I've you know everybody just tells me how much they enjoy hearing you so well
2: I really appreciate it and uh, I'm glad you had a great break it's always good to get away and recharge yeah. those batteries and and yeah I enjoy doing it uh keeps me young keeps me involved
0: and I really appreciate y'all having me so, uh, uh, Bill and Don here in the uh, studio drew at the controls. Drew is drew, Drew's not just damp drew, uh, I'm drew good now. Huh?
3: I'm good now. I went home changed.
0: Oh, okay. Drew, drew got uh, drenched. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was, he was <laughs> leaving campus when that last burst came. And I, I mean, it was raining so hard. I, I had trouble seeing with the windshield wipers on full blast. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I was coming through town.
2: I felt so bad for the students. You know, most of them were just caught out in the middle of it, and they—they oh, they were just standing there. Well, you know,
0: once them. once you're soaked, <laughs> it's, it's you a, know, it's, it's there's not much you can do. You might as well just go ahead. At least it wasn't terribly cold. Exactly. Now, if this would have been last week, oh. we'd, have, we'd have had
2: a foot of snow.
0: <laughs> oh, it, it would. that would have been people really, really sick mm-hmm. after this. So, uh, yeah. So, welcome in everybody. It is the Thursday edition of the drive. Bill, Coach Don Dunn here in the studio. As I mentioned, Drew at the Controls, we'd love for you to join in. Not a, uh, not a great day for, for Auburn yesterday as the, uh, the Tigers dropped their first basketball game of the uh, first conference basketball game of the season last night up in Tuscaloosa. After the, uh, after the lights came back on, uh, Auburn actually got off to a quick start. Uh, they led it by 8 early, 16-8, uh, but then Alabama just started lighting it up from three. That's something that had to be a concern. It was Alabama averages making nearly 12 three-pointers a game at home. They hit 11 last night. Auburn uh, just uh, had had no answer for Ryland Griffin. It didn't seem like they could find him early on. He got open looks. Now, now he hit a couple from, from beyond NBA range. But still, he hit his first four threes last night. Alabama hits 11 three-pointers and moves out to a 14-point halftime lead. Credit Auburn for being able to battle back there in the second half. And they took a couple of brief leads. But one thing Auburn could not do is they could not ever add to a lead. Once they had the lead, they couldn't get a stop and score. And, and that was something that just uh, evaded them. I mean, the game was tight all the way down the stretch. Auburn had a couple of opportunities to tie, and, and I saw where Chad Baker-Mazzara uh, went on social media and said, Auburn, I owe you one. I mean, his first time this year he has missed two free throws in a game. He went five for seven at the free throw line, but he had an opportunity, fouled shooting a three, to uh, to tie the ball game, hit the first two, missed the third, and Alabama was able to get the rebound. And I thought really that that was the key to the game. Alabama's rebounding was the key to the game. We had felt Auburn had the advantage in the front court, and Jannay Broom had a fabulous game. Wow, he was he was just unstoppable. He was a beast. <laughs> he really was from this both ends from his opening three in the dark. Yeah, uh, throughout the game, but. 25 points, 14 rebounds, five blocks last night for Janai. Alabama had no answer there. But uh, Alabama did something better than I'd seen them do all year, and that is crash the offensive boards. Alabama not only out-rebounded Auburn. They out-rebounded Auburn 46-41. But Alabama with 16 offensive rebounds, and they had a couple of huge offensive rebounds down the stretch. None bigger than the um, when Mark Sears missed a layup and Grant Nelson came flying down the lane and was able to slam it back on the the putback rebound that um, ended up being, I believe, the the final difference in the ball game as Auburn falls seventy nine to seventy five.
2: Yeah, I thought it was a great game, a lot of intensity, uh, you know, and it's that's a hard place to play. It is. It's an unusual background, like you were mentioning earlier. And life on the road in the SEC is hard and tough. I think, and I shouldn't even say that. That we'll we'll take care of
0: business when they come back here, without any doubt. Auburn and, should. And uh, how? However, the crazy thing is, this series has been swept each of the last three years. Amazing. Yeah, I heard that yesterday, and uh, on on your show,
2: mm-hmm. very shocked. Uh, it's. Uh, it's just an old-fashioned, hard-nosed rivalry, and they shoot the ball so well at home, or they did last night, yep. and they normally do. But I was very impressed with the big man. Uh, he's a physical specimen, Broom. I think that's how you pronounce yes. his name. Mm-hmm. And uh, he did all he could do. And uh, just unfortunate, we missed a couple of shots
0: yeah, late. Aub- Auburn did not shoot it very well. That's uh, that. That's something that is – Sort of um, par for the course there in Tuscaloosa at Coleman Coliseum. Auburn, 5 of 26 shooting threes. Um, it, was a, uh, it was not a great night for Jalen Williams. He didn't score until midway through the second half. Uh, Aiden Holloway, the freshman point guard, did not make a field goal last night. Uh, but with all that, Auburn still had an opportunity there. Right. Um, yes, Auburn now uh, is faced with – th- this is a little mini road trip over to, uh, to West Alabama and, and Mississippi. The team staying over there last night, and they're heading to Starkville where they will play Saturday afternoon and really needing a win there. And, and the hump uh, there in Starkville hasn't been the easiest place for Auburn to play throughout history either. Um, they're not as talented as Alabama, but Auburn's got to shake this one off, get that win, then they'll have Vandy when they return home next week. Uh, We'd love to hear from you, anything you want to talk about sports-wise. Bill and Coach Don Dunn here in the studio, you can join us on the Drive hotline, which is presented by Skybar, that number, 334-321-1390. You can also text us on the Drive text box, and that number is 334-564-1840. And the text box presented, by Southeastern Industrial Contractors, who are also the sponsor of our podcast. So I'd uh, love for you to join in as we're just underway here on the Thursday Drive. And with that, let's get to the Drive Hotline, and John gets us started. Hey, John. Hey, good afternoon. Uh, I missed
4: my score prediction by three points. I had a uh, Bama 80 and Auburn 77. But
0: uh... Now, that, that was really close. Well, you know, Jason Caldwell said yesterday... And, and uh, I, I felt the same way, that if you held Alabama under 75, you, you had a pretty good chance. They're a team that scores, you know, 87, I think, a game is what they were averaging coming in. And uh, they, they, you know, they're not as comfortable with a ball game that is held down. 44 in the first half sure wasn't a good sign, but, but Auburn played much better in the second half.
4: They did. I got a question for you because I didn't look at the numbers, but did we rotate like we normally do? It seemed like Janai was in, played a lot more minutes than he normally does. I know he was scoring, but it, our kids looked awful awful winded. Yeah. To what they normally
0: are. Well, I, I know the commentators said that a couple of times, and I thought Alabama looked as tired as they did when they were talking about that. Um, one of the things that happened last night, and this was a, a bit of a surprise, is there weren't a lot of whistles. There really weren't that many fouls called. So there weren't as many opportunities to make the changes, um, uh, you know. Bruce and and Auburn subbed about like they normally do, but there was a period there where Janai sat for seven, seven and a half minutes, and there weren't any fouls called. So there wasn't really an opportunity, and you know, you know how much Bruce Pearl dislikes calling timeouts. Oh mm-hmm.
4: uh, yeah, they Alabama looked uh, a little bit quicker than. Uh, Auburn last night, but like I said, I, I was kind of expecting that. It's, it's hard to come away in Tuscaloosa with a win.
0: Yep. But uh, hey, we'll be fine. And, and, and Alabama, Alabama is, is very athletic. I, I've heard some people today, you know, s- still not, uh, uh, not giving them a whole lot of credit. They, they are a talented team. Now, they're, they're a completely different kind of team than Auburn is, but, I mean, they're, they're a talented team. They've got some really, really good uh, athletes on their team and last night, it just, you know, it was, it was their style of game. They had things going their way, and Auburn couldn't really uh, change that pace enough. All right. I appreciate y'all's time. Thank you. Appreciate the call, John. 334-321-1390. Yeah, I mean, last night was the best I've seen Grant Nelson play since he's been in Alabama. Uh, he, he's a guy coming from North Dakota State, was uh, dominant out there, uh, I guess, in the big sky. Mm -hmm. Um, but he wasn't playing against SEC-caliber-type athletes, um, at least wasn't playing against the kind of athletes that you play when you're in this conference, play the kind of schedule Alabama has played. He'd been only uh, um, averaging, I think he was averaging about five rebounds a game, wasn't going to the free-throw line an awful lot, had been more of a perimeter-type player. And last night, obviously, they got him to get more involved in size, uh, inside. I mean he's 6'9, 6'10. Mm-hmm. Um, can can uh I mean he's not the he's not as physical as everybody else, but he's got good enough size that he can mix it up a little bit inside. And and he did, and I thought he was a huge factor for them last night. I think Alabama ended up with four guys in double figures. Auburn only had two uh last night, in double figures. It was Janai with 25, and I think Chad Baker Mazzara was the only other Auburn player in double figures last night, and that's one of the things. Auburn couldn't get uh, somebody else going. One of the things that has been a strength for Auburn all year is, well, if a player or two is off, somebody else is going to step up and and play really well, and they didn't get as much of that last night. Like I said, Aiden uh, didn't make a field goal. I thought Trey played uh, very well in the second half. Trey Donaldson played well in the second half. Uh, But Chad Baker-Mazzara, uh, CBM got in. He got in some foul trouble, and Auburn didn't really get much else from the other guys that they were playing there at the three. Um, Chris Moore did hit a three. Um, I, I I really thought that last night was not the best matchup for Leor Berman. Uh, when he was in, he he tried to check up on Mark Sears a couple of times, and and that just is uh, too much to expect from from Leor. So. Auburn didn't get that other guy going, like I said. Jalen struggled for, um, you know, probably the first twenty-seven minutes or so, like that, before uh, before he came on a little bit. So it was just a tough night. We didn't see uh, what we have seen, as at least as much as what we have seen from the guy that we'll we'll hopefully be talking to in a little over an hour, and that's Dylan Cardwell. Um, Dylan's been been really, really playing well and. And you know the the guys that come in and give that energy burst. Um, KD had had his moments, but it it wasn't wasn't a good night shooting for him. I, uh, if I'm not mistaken, KD, Aiden, and and Jalen were over shooting threes last night. So uh, that that just made it tough. And it really felt like when Alabama started hitting threes, it felt like Auburn couldn't help. They couldn't help, but like oh, we can do that. And you'd see, you know, Auburn come down and shoot a quick three, with maybe maybe Janai underneath, but not not much help underneath, and missing those threes. Auburn hit their first three. Janai hit a three to start the ball game, and Auburn did not hit another three until the first three attempt of the second half. So they missed nine straight threes, and it really felt like when Alabama made that run from the midpoint of the first half toward halftime that Auburn just sort of got – they got out of their game. They got more into Alabama's game of let's run and jack it up. And, you know, uh, I know Bruce Pearl doesn't mind his players shooting, but it's got to be – you know, I don't don't think they were even getting some of the shots. Auburn will usually make two or three passes and get somebody wide open. It was like the first or second touch across midcourt, and somebody was firing it up. So, it's one of those nights. I mean, it happens. As I said yesterday, it's a long – conference season and uh, I didn't expect anybody to go unbeaten. what Auburn needs to do now though is get it turned around get the win at Mississippi State and uh, you know come back to Neville Arena with some confidence after this after this two-game road trip. Tell you what we'll do we'll go ahead and get to our first break of the afternoon. Don't forget again coming up in the uh, second hour we will talk with Dylan Cardwell our regular, Tiger takes visit at around 5:30. Love for you to join in, though. Your thoughts on last night? Anything you want to talk about sports-wise? We'll talk more about the uh, the Jim Harbaugh move. Official, he's got a five-year deal with the Chargers. The uh, the confirmation last night. I mean, we we got it a little before 5:30 that Ryan Williams had recommitted to Alabama uh, mm-hmm. last night. Um, I guess it was right after the ball game the announcement as. We sort of expect it. He will not be making any more visits, has canceled his visit to Auburn as well as the one that he had to Texas. So the first big recruiting victory for Kalen DeBoer uh, at Alabama. So we can talk about those things, anything on your mind sports-wise as we continue here with the Thursday Drive.
1: T-Bone here. Do you wake up in the mornings with 067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email the drive at ESPNAU.com.
0: Welcome back into the drive here on this Thursday afternoon. Bill and Coach Don Dunn, we'd love for you to join in. Uh, anything you want to talk about sports-wise? We uh, we opened up obviously talking about last night's basketball game in Tuscaloosa, where Alabama knocks off Auburn 79-75. Both teams now five and one, uh, excuse me, four and no five and one. That's right in conference play. Uh, Auburn's first conference loss, and and now they uh, now they'll go to Starkville to take on Mississippi State on Saturday. Now. Uh, um, again, some of the other news of the day yesterday, I mentioned as we were going in the first, first big recruiting pickup for Kalen DeBoer at Alabama, Ryan Williams, the, um, the, the outstanding receiver from Sarah land who had reclassified to the class of 24 decommitted from Alabama. He'd been committed to Alabama for quite a while, but he decommitted from Alabama when Nick Saban announced his retirement and uh, Auburn had, had really worked to, to get in there with Ryan Williams. It it looked like it was going to be an Auburn, Alabama battle, but he visited Alabama officially this past weekend. The, uh, the, the first weekend that, that coach DeBoer and his staff welcoming visitors. And obviously Ryan Williams was the priority. I mean, I felt like he was a must have for Alabama. Don. I mean, he's he's a guy that had been committed to uh, to to Nick Saban to Alabama. He's a guy that's, you know, Mr. Football. He he is he is an electric football player. No question about that. Um and and Alabama has lost some great players now since the announcement of Nick Saban's retirement. He's really the the main player that was left out there on the board from the early signing period. And I thought that's something. If Alabama didn't get him, Kalen DeBoer doesn't, didn't get Ryan Williams, uh, then, then Alabama fans, we're, we're going to have even less patience. I mean, by at least picking him up, by getting his recommitment and then him announcing he's not making any more visits, that's, that's at least a feel-good start for Kalen DeBoer.
2: Yeah, you're exactly right. Uh, They had to get that young man uh, with what's going on, what's been going on. That would have been a total uh, blow to their uh, program. And uh, not that he's going to be the savior, but he's a very good football player, excellent football player. Mentally, I don't know how the fans would have been able to handle that in Alabama, but that is a big get for him. But uh, they got some some holes to fill with the, the people that are leaving.
0: Thirty. They've had thirty players into the transfer portal. Now they picked up, uh, you know, picked up a few guys from Kalen DeBoer's former team, Washington. It'll be interesting to see. I know there was some there was some buzz that if Jim Harbaugh were to move on from Michigan, and he did, uh, that 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 Alabama um, a- Alabama has the former Michigan director of player personnel on their staff. Remember, he's one. He's a guy that was hired when when Alabama uh, finished the regular season when they when they won the SEC title game. Uh, they they announced a hiring of a, of a uh, uh, coach who had been with Jim Harbaugh for a while, and he's a guy that has gotten Caleb Morgan, I believe, is his name. Uh, he's gotten a lot of credit for some of the talent that has been brought in to the University of Michigan. So you wonder. Uh, how many players that he may have been involved in recruiting will now jump into the portal after Jim Harbaugh leaving. Because this is just like a couple of weeks ago when Nick Saban announced his retirement. All right, 30 days for Alabama players to be able to enter the portal. Now Michigan players have 30 days that they can enter the portal.
2: Now, do you think if... If they're already in school, will this be a later deal for those guys? Now or- they can
0: enter the portal, but that just means they're not going to be able to go through spring ball. Right, but they could they could go ahead and be making visits, And still you know, be in and school. Des- and decide where they're where they're going to be, you know, next semester. So
2: that's interesting. It's going to be a crazy time. <laughs> well, I yeah. mean,
0: and you know, this is something. Uh, And I know there was nobody, I doubt that there were many Auburn fans shedding a lot of tears for Alabama losing 30 players uh, (laughs) after, you know, after Nick Saban announced his retirement. But this is an opportunity for them to see, um, you know, some more talent in the transfer portal because you wonder, you know, by now, most of the players in the transfer portal, the top players in the transfer portal had already decided where they were going to go. Uh, the, it's just the late additions, the ones that were coming in after bowl games is pretty much all there was to choose from. And then of course, um, now you, now you've had three, three of the four teams that played in the college football playoffs have, have, will have new coaches this next year. That that's is, crazy.
2: Isn't that's it? that's very unusual.
0: <laughs> just Steve Sarkeesian remains yeah, Texas, from the four coaches who were in the college football playoffs. That is crazy.
2: That's all I can say. And, I, again, I don't know how they deal with it. I don't know how they do it. I admire these coaches nowadays. It's uh, like we talked it last week or two weeks ago. Every day is recruiting, every minute. And it hadn't stopped just because it's kind of slowed down. Oh, no. And uh, Well, I, that's
0: what I mean. Now now you, know, you better know everybody who's on the Michigan roster exactly. in case they step into the portal.
2: And I heard something, too, and I, I could be totally off, that the uh, coach at – UCLA was maybe thinking about being a coordinator in the pros. Have you heard anything about that? Um, the head coach, Chip. Yes. Huh. Well, I wouldn't
0: be shocked. And so there. Golly, that'd be another. another. Yeah. So it, it never ends. <laughs> no, you're not kidding, and and that's why uh, I thought it was very important when yesterday. Um, Uh, Auburn announcing the hiring of – well, I I still don't know that Auburn's – I have not seen a release from Auburn, but let's put it this way. It was reported by multiple sites that cover Auburn that they had hired away LSU's director of player personnel and that he's expected to be Auburn's general manager of player personnel. I saw that. I saw that somewhere also
2: yesterday. But I have not seen any, uh, you know, quote, official announcement today. But uh, there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that we won't know about. I know there's some uh, concern about our defensive coordinator, but I'm not really worried about that. And I think you mentioned that on your show yesterday, Bill. Mm -hmm. That's not a priority right now. We've got time, uh, and I'm sure Coach Freeze has his guy in mind, and it kind of tells me that the guy might still be involved in pros, like you mentioned yesterday.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, all right, so what I was saying yesterday, and here's where here's where your insight really, uh, really can give us a better idea. Um, we've got spring football, spring practice is coming up, and it should get started somewhere around March 10th to 15th. Mm-hmm. So we're still over a month away. How much lead time do you feel that the defensive coordinator would like to have with – with his staff, to get terminology and familiar with with his players and things like that before you get out and start practice? I I would say a month is
2: plenty. Um, The nice thing is they won't be out on the road. So you've got – you know, they'll probably meet at 7 a.m. They'll grind, which is another thing we talked about. Right when you think you might be able to go home in the afternoon Mm -hmm. at 5, you're probably going to have to put in some extra time to get your uh, you know playbook together, your –
0: insertions, all those things. But a month should be plenty. Yeah, so if you look at it that way, uh, here we are. It's January 25th, so we're still a couple of weeks away from having a month. Yes. So, uh, again, I'd be surprised if it takes two more weeks for there to be a defensive coordinator named. As a matter of fact, I'd be surprised if this time next week Auburn doesn't have a defensive coordinator. Uh, So that would would allow – five plus weeks to get familiar with the staff that they're, if they're not familiar with some of them already. Right. And then get terminology and everything ready and, and be deciding, you know, what you're, what you're going to work on during spring. Uh, If you want to look at some players at at spots where they haven't worked before, things like that. So that should be plenty of time. So um, again, we'll just, we'll obviously let you know when it happens has still haven't heard anything different uh, that, that would indicate that, it's, uh, that there are new names in the mix. Still sounds like Chris Kiffin, DJ Durkin are the two names that uh, most folks feel like keep an eye on, on those two. But uh, again, I don't, I don't think it'll be too terribly much longer. Tell you what, we will get to our bottom of the hour break. Love for you to join in. Uh, Again, we're about an hour away from spending a little time with Auburn Senior Center Dylan Cardwell with Tiger Takes. Until then, though, we're wide open, 334-321-1390. Join us here on the Thursday Drive.
1: ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com.
0: Welcome back into The Drive here on this Thursday afternoon. Bill, Coach Don Dunn on what has been a rainy, rainy Thursday. Hope everybody, uh, you know, coming through it. Pretty well, not having you know any leaks or anything there. Tell you what, after last week's freeze, did uh, uh, you know there were there were, last week was concerns about you know frozen pipes and and things like that, and then uh, now we got flooding and things going on here today. This is more like this is more like the uh, the, the kind of winter weather that we'll have though. I mean, oh, yeah. wet it seems like is 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 usually more the problem than. You know, freezing temperatures. Right. It you know, last
2: week was unusual for us, and but it's you know we're in Alabama, so you know probably tornado warnings uh, again soon, and then it'll get cold again. I think next week, 32 is the low Monday night. Yeah, it's
0: going to be back. I think where the highs are back closer to normal. Right. It's going to be time of year. You know, in the upper 50s, low 60s, and temperatures around you know in the 30s. But I mean, that's that's uh that, that's chilly and everything but that's that's not like you know when you're down in the teens right. and and you're worried about you know pipes and pets and mm-hmm. your plants plants, plant, plants <laughs> are long gone though by the time they're in yeah. the teens <laughs> yeah. um yeah w- welcome back in here to the Thursday drive love to hear from some folks on last night's. i know it wasn't i know it wasn't enjoyable for uh for auburn basketball fans watching uh that loss last night but i mean it could have been a whole lot worse. The way things were there at halftime, I mean, it almost just it, it felt like, oh, crap, here's one of those that's just gotten away. And we'd already seen Kentucky go to South Carolina and just get run out of the gym. Alabama had the same thing happen to them up in Knoxville. It, you know, it looked like that could happen to Auburn last night. I thought it was definitely to their credit how they were able to fight back and 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 make that contest, I mean, uh, anybody's game, right down to the end.
2: Yeah, that showed a lot of character and heart, uh, you know, them coming back like that. Uh, I, you know, at halftime you're thinking, I don't know, because, you know, we watched what happened with Kentucky. And, again, last night Arkansas got hammered. Arkansas is just not very good this year. But you wait. They got Kentucky this week at home, and game day is going to be there for why well, I don't know. Wow. But
0: well, I'm sure they'd planned that from a long, <laughs> yeah, long yeah. way back.
2: But, yeah, I thought it showed a lot of resilience and, and really character. You know, I, I think it's kind of neat, Bill, that they're going to stay together for these next three days. You can really bring a team together. Not That's that true. Not I hadn't thought about it that way. Not that they're not already close, and it looks like they care about each other. But when you spend time like that together, when it's just you, and, you know, you come off a loss, I think I, I think they'll do fine Saturday. And again, I expect them to hammer Alabama. Maybe I'm crazy when they come back here later.
0: <laughs> well, look, look here. Here's the thing I will say: um, Auburn has been the better team than Alabama. Auburn's been a better team than anybody in the SEC. They they played in the team concept and been so unselfish, and they are talented. Um, I don't know that Auburn is the most talented team in the SEC. Hey, Arkansas, who we're just talking about. They're talented. They haven't played like it, though, at all. Uh, but but Alabama is really talented. Kentucky is really talented. Tennessee is very, very talented. So I, I don't know that Auburn is the most talented, but they have been playing better as a group than anybody. But they need to continue doing that. Auburn also has just got to – last night they turned the ball over a little more than they have yeah. usually. I yeah. mean – Auburn had close to, t- to double-digit turnovers in the first half last night, and they, they rarely do that in an entire ball game. Now, it wasn't the point guards. I believe Aiden Holloway had one turnover and Trey Donaldson had none, but you saw just, you know, balls being dribbled off their foot or players thinking uh, guys going one way, passing, and the player breaks the other way. Those type things that you just don't usually see happen from Auburn did last night. That can happen on the road. Um, but you know Auburn's got a veteran team that needs to, you know, just uh, um, take what happened in the first mm-hmm. half, toss that out, and get back to more of what the way they were playing in the second half. They do that, then they've got a chance against anybody they play. Let's get back to the drive hotline <laughs> presented by Skybar 1390. And Specter is next. Hey, Specter.
5: Well, I think I would classify this as a torrential Thursday.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that's a good one.
5: That 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 is yes. a good one.
0: I was trying to think of something that uh, a little more alliterative. That's right.
5: <laughs> yeah, it took me it took me about I'd say almost 30 minutes to get from <laughs> to get from a I think right right before I don't know what exit it is, but I was coming from Montgomery. Oh man. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, it, it was awful. But anyway, um I've cooled down a lot since the game last night, and uh, you know, I I want to lose. I, I mean, you know, basketball is like a a lot like baseball. You'll lose a game here and there. And it ain't gonna really. It's a long there,
0: season. But, yeah, that's right. You you yeah, you'll exactly. have other opportunities. Hopefully.
5: Right. So, uh, but by gosh, I hate losing to Alabama. Oh, I understand. Anything. And. I don't know if you could point the fingers at the coaches or point the fingers at the players or point the fingers at everybody. But, uh, you know, uh, Trey Donaldson, he should have had more playing time than what he got. And, of course, I've heard a lot about Coach should have called timeouts during the Alabama runs, which is which is correct. But, but, you know, what we did on the offensive boards, I mean the defensive boards is is where they got too many second chances.
0: Way too many. And,
5: yes, and and uh, of course my my pet peeve is free throws. You're going to miss free throws, but man, you need to make those in the clutch. And I, we could have made it a one possession game there at the end. But uh, anyway, Coach Dunn, I need to ask you something. I want to change. Get on a different track, man.
2: Yes, sir.
5: You work at the uh, country's, right? Yes, sir.
2: I go in in uh, the middle of the night.
5: <laughs> uh, are you involved in the prepping of, of the vegetables and stuff like that? Or are you just no, sir? Guy?
2: I'm just the old pit guy. All I do is the fire and the meat. I, I don't do any yeah. Uh, cooking.
5: Yeah. Well, it's gotten down to the point where there's only a couple of places we can have good country food at anymore. And countries is one of them because they got a good variety of vegetables and stuff. Right. But, but I come in there on a Monday, and I am shocked that they're out of certain vegetables, and they're closed on Sunday or closed in the afternoon. I just can't understand why the prep guys aren't getting the vegetables out.
2: I don't know, and I'm, I'm, I'm unaware of that, but I will pass that on to Larry. Yes, yeah, sure.
5: especially the the squash and the baked potatoes. Okay. Yes, sir. <laughs> I understand. That's right up my but, alley. All right, but if
2: oh, I need well, to, I, I'll I'll start that too, buddy. <laughs>
5: all right. <laughs> okay, I gotta go dry out, guys. All
0: right, Inspector. Good luck. <laughs>
5: all, right, all
0: right, three three four three two one thirteen ninety. 334-321-1390. I was looking at the SEC um, standings, SEC basketball standings, and again, just to give you an idea of the teams. All right, there are one, two, three, four, five. Six teams in the SEC that are um, either five and one or four and two. Auburn and Alabama are five and one. Tennessee's four and one. Then South Carolina, Kentucky, and Georgia are four and two. Ole Miss three and three. All right, that is seven teams. Those seven teams, you know how many games they've lost at home. Those seven teams have combined to lose five game, uh, four games, four home games. Yeah. That's how tough it is to go into a anywhere. Good SEC team. I mean, Auburn's 10 and 0 at home. Alabama's 9 and 1. Tennessee 10 and 0. South Carolina 10 and 1. Kentucky 10 and 1. Georgia 11 and 1 and Ole Miss 12 and 0. Yeah. At home.
2: Yeah, it's it's brutal and uh, we talked last week or the week before about going to Vanderbilt even. I mean, it's hard. Yep. And it's just a different deal. It's a different atmosphere, and uh, and when you're a good team like Auburn or, or uh, a Tennessee or a Kentucky, they they're going to bring out the the best in the uh, home environment on the road, and uh, it's their Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, Va- Vandy is uh, Vandy is right now zero and five in the conference, and they're five and six at home. Yeah, I mean, so they're Vandy has the the worst. Vandy and, and Missouri are the only teams that have lost more than three home games. Missouri's lost five, Andy's lost six. Arkansas one of the teams with three home losses. And LSU at three and three in the conference has lost three home games. That's shocking. That is, that is crazy. Yeah All right, three, three, 321, 1390. Love for you to join in your thoughts on last night, uh, I mean, and, and going going forward. I know that a lot of people in hindsight, it's like, well, this guy shouldn't have played that many minutes and it, and it is it's hard not to feel that way. When you lose a game. That's what I said. One of the reasons I said yesterday that this has been the chemistry on this team has been fabulous. And nobody has seemed to mind not playing more than 25 minutes, although I think Jalen got 29 last night. Mm-hmm. But I said, I also said, and that's why you're winning. Right. You know, you, you, you lose a couple, it's going to be, it's, it's just difficult for everybody to stay happy. Mm-hmm. if uh you know if if they're not playing as much as they'd like and then you don't win it makes it a little tougher you know as a coach
2: uh, bill one thing i always tried to do on the bench i always like to watch with the guys that were not in the game how their demeanor right they call it body language now sure. i think i didn't see any of that last night i saw guys jumping and waving oh, yeah. and clapping and and that was a, that was an atmosphere now
0: and uh
2: as long as you have that, like you said, uh, we're, we're fine.
0: Now, yeah, I mean, they, they had set it up very well because Jay Williams had criticized Alabama's uh, atmosphere. And look, let's face it, Nate Oates begged Alabama fans to turn out, and uh, they did. And, and I understand that the weather was not exactly beautiful in Tuscaloosa yesterday either. Right. But they had a, they had a huge crowd. Now, we'll see how many more times they do that exactly this year. Uh, because who was it? Who was it that was there? Was it? It uh, <coughs> was Clemson. Talking about... Clemson early in the season. The guys Oh yeah, say... yeah. But no, I'm, I'm thinking one of the guys. It, it may have been Jalen Milrow or somebody talking about the great atmosphere there. Um, oh, no, I know what it was. It was Grant Nelson in the post game. Grant Nelson in the post game oh, last night. That. Well, yeah, because yeah. this was uh, the, the media postgame. Oh, okay. Uh, Grant Nelson came on, and and he said something that probably burned Alabama fans a little <laughs> bit. But he said, what a great atmosphere it was. One of the best atmospheres he'd ever played in front of. And then he said, well, I wish it could be like that every game. Oh, wow. Because, <laughs> I mean, you know... Yeah. Uh, the the ones the folks, the kids that come into Auburn and see that, they, that's the way it's going to be. Oh, yeah. Just about every game. Yeah. And credit Alabama for having that kind of atmosphere last night. But I thought it was sort of funny that, that Nate Oates apparently <laughs> came over to Jay Williams, tossed a tennis ball to him. Yeah. And they had the signs about tennis last right. night. Well,
2: I guess the comment during when he was there during the Clemson game early in the
0: year was empty. Well, he said it felt more like being in a tennis match. <laughs> yeah.
2: Than, than being at basketball, he says some crazy stuff. He
0: really did. Now, I mean, does how long is it, does he realize there are rules in place? I mean, he went. He, he did I not he know kept, the rules. He kept going on and on about well, that may technically be a rule, but they wouldn't call it if they were playing out on the street. Well, you know what, Jay? They're not playing out no, on the street. No, they're he, playing in the SEC in an arena. He didn't know the rules. He didn't seem to. Or he uh, didn't. Or he he didn't like the rules.
2: Yeah, that's probably. I him.
0: mean, I thought I really did think that they let them play yeah last night uh i know fans i know i know i know fans of of anybody who loses always feel like oh god that was a call or two that we really got shafted on and there there were a couple of calls i went why why wasn't that called last night mm-hmm. but then i saw some of them the other way that seemed they they let those guys be very physical both ways mm-hmm. last night so as as much as you may dislike pat adams and and crew right. uh from last night. I didn't think that they, were, they weren't the reason that Auburn lost last night. But, uh, but, yeah, we'd love your thoughts on the game, anything you want to talk about here on the Thursday Drive. We'll get to our final break of hour number one. Come on in and join us.
1: Life isn't made for And Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com.
0: Welcome back into The Drive. Final few minutes here of hour number one. Here on this Thursday afternoon, Bell and coach Don Dunn here in the studio drew at the controls. And, uh, you know, we talked a good bit about the, the Auburn, Alabama basketball game from last night. Yeah. Auburn unable to make it a sweep. You were just noting that the, uh, the Auburn women, uh, getting with a, with a little time off after their big win this past, uh, the, this past weekend over Alabama. Yeah, it was uh,
2: another good
0: win at home
2: and a big crowd. And, uh, that's two big ones in a row at home, so that's awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah, so uh, it's good, good for Coach Jay there. Uh, as we said, the Auburn men are staying over uh, – they, they stayed, uh, I, I guess, I think they were in Columbus last night um, from Tuscaloosa over to Columbus, and yeah, then they'll head to uh, Starkville. That's where we always stayed in Columbus when we
2: played Mississippi State. I don't think there was anywhere to stay in Stark Vegas, as they call no, it. No, probably not. It's, I'm it's, sure there is
0: now. But yeah, it's, I was going to say yeah. it's it's grown, but but, uh, uh, I, but still, that's convenient to do. I mean, from both Tuscaloosa and Stark, yeah, just go up, I guess, I twenty and mm-hmm. uh, and I think it's a great idea.
2: I really do, and I think it'll help us.
0: Yeah, that's a whole lot better than driving all the way back, uh, taking on a Mississippi State team, two and four in conference play. Thirteen and six overall. That a mid-afternoon Saturday game for uh, for the Tigers, and uh, we'll we'll see how well they bounce back. I believe we may have some uh, we may have some some audio from from Bruce that we could let you hear. Again, we're going to be talking with Dylan Cardwell, Auburn senior center, coming up in about thirty-five minutes or so. At the bottom of the hour, we'll get his thoughts. Uh, as one of the leaders of this team and boy he's he's another he's a guy that we've talked about it some you know before the season it was like well you've got a few guys on this roster that uh, probably you know that that are are playing what could be their last year of college basketball and I don't think there would have been a huge rush but i uh, I've Talked to more and more people. I've talked to keep wondering Does Dylan have that COVID year? Could he possibly come back next yeah. year? And he does. Mm-hmm. Um, we might ask, we may ask him if he's thought about that. I, I don't want to press him right, or anything right. on that. Right. But I mean, he has improved so much this year. And with Janai uh, being gone after this year, I mean, he could, he, you know, he could really see his role increased dramatically next year
2: right uh you know i'm not speaking for the young man but i think it would be great and if he's enjoying it and he was so impressive bill last thursday on the show uh he uh, the thing that impressed me was he said when i signed with auburn i, I signed for 40 years not four and talking wow. about the auburn family and i went home and told don and my wife i said that was so impressive that young man so i think he likes it here so oh that yeah, no
0: question Uh, We'll talk with him. i tell you what, if you have a question that you'd like us to ask of Dylan Cardwell, you can call in. Uh, You can either go on the air with us, or you can just give that to Drew, and we'll pass it along. Right now, the music's playing. That means we're halfway done. We'll get to our top-of-the-hour break, back with hour number two here on the Thursday Drive. Welcome into hour number two of the Thursday Drive hope everybody doing well on what has been a rainy rainy Thursday Bill and coach Don Dunn here in the studio Dan has Troy women's basketball duties this evening he will be back with us tomorrow we appreciate uh, coach Dunn joining us again today and we'd love for you to as well on a day that it's sort of uh, this is this is sort of the way after a night like last night, Sort of the way the weather was gonna feel, whether it rained or not.
2: Yeah, it's a tough deal, but uh, tomorrow the sun will come up. Maybe, maybe not. But uh, we may not. Well, it
0: it will. My prediction is it will. (laughs) Hopefully, we'll see it. I mean, sometimes it does come up, but I mean, you got clouds and you got rain, and I think it's supposed to rain again tomorrow. Yes, I've got. I think all weekend. I I have I have like a retirement party tomorrow, so it's like I got to figure. You know what? What am I? supposed to wear in the rain and right, stuff like right. that for that tomorrow yeah. but well, uh,
2: congratulations yeah
0: hey, I'm, it's, it's getting close as far as yeah. the uh, the full-time gig over on campus has got less than a week wow now so uh so you got got that coming up tomorrow um yes we will look back if you if you like and i'm sure you probably don't want to too much more want to put that one behind yeah uh, especially the first half um I mean like I said earlier Auburn got off to a quick start I think they scored the first 8 Janai Broom had had 10 point had, was he was in double digits it seemed like at the uh, first uh, first TV timeout he really got off to a quick start had a great ball game last night Auburn led by um they may have led by more than 8 but I uh, maybe maybe 10 but they led I know by 8 on multiple occasions before Alabama just got hot and they really really Got hot. Uh, they hit eight first half three pointers last night. Eleven on the ball game, and uh, led uh, took a 14 point lead to the locker room. Uh, Auburn did come back and re and retook the lead a couple of times, but um, I believe the largest lead Auburn had was two in the second half, and that was like one possession. Auburn was unable to get a stop and the ball back and score with the lead. And uh, they fall to Alabama 79-75. So right now, the uh, Tigers and Tide are tied for the first spot in the Southeastern Conference with 5-1 and one records. And Auburn will go to Starkville on Saturday to take on Mississippi State in their next conference game before returning home next week, uh, midweek, to host the Vanderbilt Commodores. So we've got some Bruce Pearl postgame audio we'll let you hear We'll get to that. We would love to hear from you, though, get your thoughts on basketball last night. The football news of yesterday, Jim Harbaugh is leaving the University of Michigan today seeing that he has signed a five-year deal with the Chargers, the uh, Falcons, uh, selecting Raheem Amaris as as their next head coach, the former uh, Falcons uh, secondary coach, and He was the defensive coordinator under Dan Quinn before assuming the head coaching job. He was the interim head coach when Quinn was fired, and he is back with the Falcons as their head coach. But Jim Harbaugh leaving Michigan yesterday, and um, that means that the Michigan team, uh, anybody on that team has 30 days to enter the transfer portal. This is crazy because here we are, the spring term is underway everywhere. And you're going to have a lot more players entering the portal. I was mentioning yesterday, Dan, I didn't re- uh, Don, I didn't realize uh, until we got back and until Monday that uh, Cam Riley and Donovan Kaufman had gone into the portal for Auburn last week while, while we were yeah, gone. Yeah, uh, kind of late, kind of uh,
2: unexpected, I would think. And, uh, yeah, I, I, you never know what's going on, what's being done, what's being said. Who's recruiting your players? You never know. It's. Uh, well, I wonder. I crazy. mean, the thing is,
0: with, with the situation you have now, it is so difficult. I mean, coaches have have to constantly be trying to upgrade their roster. Yeah. But when you do, the players that are there are going to go. Well, hey, wait a minute. What happened to my What happened to my job? Right. Because Donovan was one of the few experienced guys returning in the secondary. Auburn goes out and gets the uh, Texas safety mm-hmm. to transfer in and i guess within a matter of a week donovan kaufman's in the transfer portal and i believe he and cam riley are visiting nc state this weekend wow yeah so i mean it's it, it, it is crazy i mean uh again one of the reasons why auburn bringing in a general manager of player personnel and uh will redmond from lsu yeah it's uh interesting like you say and uh the- it never stops. No, you're right. You're say. right. There's more news than, than there ever used to be. Yeah. All right. Hour number two of The Drive brought to you by the good folks at the Orthopedic Clinic, East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care with locations in Auburn and Opelika on the web at orthoclinic.com. And you can join us here in hour number two or anytime. Uh, well, anytime we're here by calling 334-321-1390. That is The Drive hotline presented by Skybar. Or you can text us on the DRIVE text box, which is brought to you by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. That number, 334-564-1840. Let's get to the DRIVE hotline, and Jeremy gets us started. Hey, Jeremy. Yeah, hey, uh, what
6: we say the other day? Taking turnover,
0: turnovers and composure, right? Yep. Um, and Auburn turned it over yeah. more in the first half, and and, and they weren't – they, they definitely weren't all forced turnovers. Yeah. Um,
6: and, and I look, some of them were, like you said, just sloppy, like miscommunication. I, for a while, you wondered, like, have, have we just been, like, out partying for two days? Because we looked gassed and disinterested this, this at the end of the first half. Like, I, I just couldn't explain it. Like, that's just how we look. Yeah. Um, and then we, you know, we got into their little tit for tat trying to match their three corners as
3: opposed to, yeah. we
6: got off to the fast start because we were pounding it. At, I know you're not hit that three, but, you know, we were pounding it inside. I got off to the good fast start because we were getting the
7: ball in the paint. And once they started making shots, we just decided,
0: okay, we're going to do this. And Yeah, and that's I, not what you expect from a team that's got as much experience as these guys. No.
6: Um, but I do think I do think that experience and everything helped lead us to get back in the game and get
3: the lead. Yes, agree. And
6: kept it from turning into what some of these other teams have experienced on the road because that,
0: that didn't happen to us. No, um, no, you're right, and that's what it looked like. It was going to do there at halftime. It looked like, well, here we go, just like uh, just like Kentucky and Alabama. Um, and so you know, look, if <laughs> if if we
6: had not lost that game at Kentucky or at Tennessee, people want to shrug their shoulders, been like, you know what, the guys play hard, I'm proud of my guys. It it sucks losing to those mullets over there. Um, there's just, there's no other way to, to think about it. Um, that, it just, it hurts even more knowing that we didn't shoot the ball well, we didn't take care of the ball. And, you know, you're two shots away from winning the basketball
0: game. Yeah, that's uh, true.
6: So, you, you've got that to build on. Um, over a little bit how what's what's the what's the spots available number at now
0: i believe auburn's got 80 scholarships right now so they've they've got they should have they should have four or five i i think they still had to keep one for the uh for the uh for demario tolan through the end of this school year so they may only have four but they've still got some spots
6: what how many are
0: are there? Any other high school targets that you expect to find? Not that I've heard. I mean, I, it was inter- interesting yesterday that uh, um, that that Jason mentioned uh, Nicholas, the defensive lineman. I'd forgotten all about him. Uh, I mean, so maybe maybe he's somebody Auburn goes back after. I think they could use, they could use another body there on the defensive front.
6: Well, I'm, that's gonna lead me to my next. We talk about roster management and stuff like this. Now, how much? How much do you commit ahead of time? Do do you do you just grab some high school kids to fill two or three spots and hope to just pull maybe one or two two guys out of the portal over the summer because there's gonna be some there's gonna be some movement after spring
0: ball. Oh, well, there will.
6: Um. So so how. How's your roster management now? What What do you do? Do you Do you try to grab maybe that that random high school kid that that maybe you think is going to be good? He may not be getting a lot of a lot of attention or anything like that. Do you commit those scholarships to that kid, or do you wait and hope you get something better in the portal later?
2: Uh, myself, I would go sure, I would. with with the portal. Uh, if you don't have a legitimate high school guy that we all know about right now uh, with the way things are going uh, in football right now, I think we definitely need to get somebody out of the portal. And I think there's going to be some good ones, like Bill said, that that come out after spring ball. And and still what's going to happen at Michigan, possibly uh, UCLA, and some kids are just not going to be happy and they're going to go in the portal. We might be able to pick up a couple of D-linemen, which, like Bill said, we definitely need.
0: Yeah, Jeremy, What the, the way I would think about this is if you don't have uh, – if, if one of your assistants doesn't have somebody that they really think, man, this this kid, he may be a year or so away, but if they don't have somebody they really, really like, I'd be saving as many as I could for the portal. Yes. Hi, I was
6: just just curious about that. Also, Coach Doug, um, how much of the coaching carousel just comes from – Mutual contacts.
4: Like, how how many
6: guys do you actually do you actually trade staff for? I, I happen to know Coach Norrell, and he he talked about how when he was at TCU with uh, Coach Sullivan,
1: how you know he got
6: a phone call from somebody that knew that Ole Miss was getting ready to hire Tommy, and so they they were able to make those mutual contacts
2: and make that work out, and and Hugh left TCU for Ole Miss. Yeah, um, I'm sorry.
6: How, how, how much of it is that versus,
2: like, just random interest from some guy at a job somewhere? I'd say it's 98%. Uh, it's You have to have some Contacts. type of contact. Now, yeah. a lot of coaches will look at the end-of-the-year stats, say there's a young guy, say the offensive coordinator at so-and-so university that's put up all these numbers, but they're going to call a buddy that knows a buddy. Very seldom do you get a job. That you don't have some kind of contact on that staff, and especially with either the coordinator or definitely the head coach. But you're exactly right. Uh, I remember Joe Panunzio; all those guys were, I think, at TCU, and with Hugh, and that was kind of the connection, or, or through uh, you know, getting a hold of Coach Tuberville. Yeah, well, I I couldn't
6: remember I couldn't remember who the in between guys were, but I just remember him talking about what the process was of how he how he left TCU and ended up at Ole Miss.
2: You right, know, it right. And it he went to min- Minnesota for, I think, four days, he told me. Huh. And he was freezing to death, and he said, I'm going back south. <laughs> I never heard that before. Yeah, Jim Wacker. <laughs> I think it was Jim Wacker that went up there and took the job. Oh, yeah. And yeah. N- Noma Zoni went, uh, Panunzio went, but Hugh came back. And I think that's when he went to TCU probably – I I could be wrong. I don't want to speak out of turn, but he told me that story that they had to walk underground, you know, in the tunnels, and it was like 40 below. (laughs) And a South Georgia boy, he wasn't going to last long up there.
0: All right, guys. Take it up. Great stuff, Jeremy. Thanks for the call. 334-321-1390. Chris is up next. Hey, Chris.
4: Good afternoon, guys.
0: Hey, how's it going?
4: Oh, it's going great. Listen, I, I just wanted to ask y'all, I, I know on the Ryan Williams deal, I've read a lot of stuff on the message boards about his NIL deal.
0: I, I uh, saw some crazy know. numbers, yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah. What do you think? I mean, Bill, you you probably saw the same thing I was looking at. But you Do you think that's legitimate?
0: I don't know. I do think that – my feeling was Alabama needed to come up with whatever they could to make sure they got him. I don't know if it's. Yeah. I think six was the number. Is that the is that the that the one you saw? That, yeah,
4: yeah. Yeah. It was like two million up front. Two million up front. Four over the next big, three years. Yeah. <laughs> wow.
2: Yeah. Lord. Yeah. I I,
4: I, I, I can't I, I, thinking- I can hardly
0: imagine anybody saying no to that, yeah. and it's not like you're sending them to Siberia either, you know. So. Mm.
4: Oh yeah, well that—that's that, what I was thinking. I was thinking that you know this is such a big deal to them for the new coach.
0: Yeah, you know though, I—I I never, never in this whole thing ever was confident that he was going to wind up at Auburn. I was, oh, you know, hopeful, no. but I just had this feeling that uh, he was going to wind up, wind up where he started, and that was Alabama.
4: Me too, Bill. It—it's just like yesterday, people calling in saying that. Auburn was going to blow out Alabama yep. last night. I never had that feeling.
0: <laughs> Seen it too many times up there. That is a tough place for Auburn to go and and, and be able to make shots. It, it always has been.
4: Yeah, it, it, it is. It's just, uh, yeah, it, we're you know, a lot of disadvantages going into that yep. game. So, but Well, thank you all so much. Enjoy the
3: show.
0: Appreciate it, John. Uh, Chris. Uh, yeah, that was Chris. John is up next. Hey, John.
3: Hey, guys, uh, talking about that game last night, I think if I'm not mistaken, between KD, Jay Will, Aiden, and I'm leaving out a player.
0: Those guys were blanks shooting uh, yeah. shooting threes.
3: One for Yeah, they were one for 19 from the field. I'm going to agree with Coach Dunn. I think Auburn rolls Alabama when they come to Auburn. I don't think those guys are going one for 19 from uh, – No, I
0: don't either. No. Hopefully they don't need to put up 26 threes either.
3: <laughs> Correct. And just one observation, and I would in no way blame the refs for the for the loss. That's not. Let me be very clear. But I, I don't know if you guys have heard of the Field of 68 podcast, but they mentioned something I observed last night. What's and on that? On that third free throw, and um, on the third free throw, they would have tied the game. Uh-huh. The refs held the ball forever. I thought it actually got Chad Baker Mazzara out of rhythm. And when I was watching the game, I was like handing the ball. It looks like he's thinking about this too much. So I don't know what the refs were doing there. I think if they just immediately handed him the ball after the second free throw and he doesn't think about it, I think he probably goes and knocks that down. Well, I hadn't even that thought
0: up. about that. That's that's yeah, very I interesting.
3: If watch, <laughs> yeah, if you watch that. It I oh, I did,
0: of, but I just I guess I was my nerves weren't
3: <laughs> having
0: me keep up with how long it took.
3: Yeah, I was I was literally sitting there screaming, handing the ball. But um but I think Auburn rolls in. And I had one question for Coach Dunn. Um I was a student back when he was on campus, and I remember Coach Price, and I just wondered mm. Coach Dunn's memories on Coach Price. He seemed like just a great guy, and I hated to hear about his passing. Yeah. All back in the fall, that's all I got. Yeah, great. That, thanks,
2: that, John. That was uh, tough. Still is. Um, great guy. You know, I worked side by side with him. I mentioned this earlier in, uh, in the summer when Bill called. Uh, 14 years, uh, same, same – uh, position you know he had the ends i had the inside guys the tackles room together on the road in the old days when we doubled up and uh just a great guy great family guy Mm -hmm. it's still tough uh really during the christmas i was thinking about him and his family and and, and his wife of course talked to her about two months ago she was doing good but yeah tough deal um just a great guy great recruiter you know recruited cadillac williams Uh, the Reggie Torbors, you know, those guys uh, did a great job and, and was a great coach and well-respected and uh, just a sad deal. And uh, he fought a good fight. He just – his kidneys couldn't, you know, take the uh, the problems that he had. And he had a, a, you know, kidney transplant back when we were at Ole Miss. So, they guess, you know, sometimes that happens. And uh, just a sad deal. But, again, a great, great, great young man. I miss
0: him dearly. Appreciate the call, John. Thanks a lot. We will get to our first break of hour number two. Uh, We've got some Bruce Pearl uh, audio that we'll get to if we get a chance, but your calls come first here on the Thursday Drive.
1: Uncle T-Bone here. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email the drive at ESPNAU.com.
0: Welcome back into the drive here on this Thursday evening. Time now for our weekly Tiger Take segment, brought to you by the Alsobrook Law Group. When you need legal assistance, call Zach. He's got your back, or find him on the web at alsolaw.com. It's Bill and Coach Don Dunn here in the studio today as we uh, head to the phones. And once again, we're very pleased to be joined by Auburn Senior Center, Dylan Cardwell. Dylan, hey, thanks for being with us, man. I know it's it's tough the day after a, a tough loss like last night. Yes,
7: sir. Thanks for
0: having me. Absolutely. I mean, last night, uh, Col- Coleman Coliseum, uh, when they could get the lights on, was, uh, sounded like it was rocking pretty well. You guys get off to a quick start, but then, uh, then Alabama, as they can do, uh, they, they, they hit some big shots, especially early on there, and, and, and uh, I, I thought you guys really battled back well in the second half. We've seen, you know, just in the last week, Alabama go to Knoxville and lose by 20-plus. Kentucky get run pretty solidly by South Carolina. I was looking a little earlier, and the top seven teams in the SEC have combined to lose four home games, so it's tough to win on the road in this league. Mm-hmm. It's extremely tough, and it's just like
7: you can't think these road game for, for granted. So, um Alabama's a tough place to play only when we play there. So, you know, it's a hard place to play in, in general, but Extremely toughness to iron bowl, so they had some extra, you know, motivation, some extra courage, and they're just hitting some shots that sometimes easier to make and uh, they're, just, they're just a harder playing team in the first half.
0: Uh, Dylan, I I have been to Coleman many, many times, and there just seems to be something about about that old place. That the the perception, the depth perception, sometimes on shots, is it is it sort of a, a different kind of background, the way things are set up there a little bit, because uh, I don't recall many times over decades that Auburn's gone on there and shot the ball well.
7: Yeah, I just, I just think it's the I think it's the, the combination of that and the ball, with it being a Nike ball, it's it's more slick than the balls we're used to playing with that, huh. and, um, the Wilson ball. Um, it's a totally different skill as far as you know how you dribble it and how you shoot it. So uh, the teams that, uh, the Nike teams we usually play how we struggle to shoot the Nike ball. It's probably been a thing ever since I was a sophomore, really, but we had a lot of good misses, but I think it's a combination of the both. Uh, I don't think it's really a depth perception thing. You know, at the end of the day, it's just it's a, it's a ball and a hoop at the end of the day. So it's really just for us to kind of make sure we're locked in hitting shot,
0: you know that that's really interesting. I'm glad you mentioned that because I hadn't heard anybody talk about that before but that's that is definitely a factor people don't think about it they think a ball is a ball but uh, there's no there's no question there are differences yeah
7: there's no league there's no nationwide basketball except March Madness so and that's the ball we play with at home uh it's a Wilson ball pretty bright yellow Mm -hmm. um, I mean very bright orange rather than you know the Nike ball that Alabama or Florida or Kentucky plays with so um it's just so hard when you're used to playing with one ball you gotta switch for a week and come to this ball and you gotta switch right back so it's
0: odd, that's all it is. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, well. Well, I, I appreciate you bringing that up. Look, I want you to talk a little bit about halftime. Bruce was saying that uh, he was very pleased with halftime. Talked about the uh, uh, the experience being a factor in, uh, in in helping that turnaround there in the second half. Just talk about talk about going into the locker room. You going down? They're they're on a nine zero run, I guess, at the end of the first half, and you're yep. down fourteen. But uh, but what whatever you guys talked about discussed there at halftime, you could see the results immediately.
7: Yeah, we just realized it's who we were. You know, we're Auburn University, and we got to represent well, and we got to be the most exciting team in baseball. It's, it's not about hitting shots. It's not about you know being flashy. It's about you know getting stops, and that's what we kind of focused on and <clears throat> trying to make sure we were more disciplined in arriving on the catch and staying in front of our guys and defending without fouling. So. That was the what the tournament really was. Just staying together and realizing that fourteen points is nothing. We get the opportunity to show the nation that we're not a front-running team that we can we're able to fight back, you know. And obviously, if we get a few calls to win that game, if we block out and check out and hold our checkouts, you know, we win that game. But at the end of the day, we're not only sure show ourselves, we show the nation that you know we're a team that can fight back and that is worthy of you know, um, I guess the the ranking that we have team that we have wherever we are right now that we're just not a front-running team just got lucky out of an easy schedule
0: yeah i think that that's a great point and that's another thing that coach pearl was talking about uh, what you guys he felt showed there in that second half and doing that yeah one of the things you mentioned obviously has got to be a you know a a, a burr un, in, in, uh, under the saddle there i mean the fact that they were able to get as many second shots i mean that's uh, they're, they're a team that hadn't been a great rebounding team. I give credit. I thought Grant Nelson played his best game since he's been in Tuscaloosa, and uh, they, they had some big second opportunities, especially down the stretch.
7: Yeah, I was. We, we we made sure we were um, – we did a lot of box-out drills. We made sure we tried to engrave it in our heads and just didn't stick through. I don't know what happened with the players that didn't box out. Um, in the base was about being aware and realizing that, you know, I might not get this rebound, but my man won't. And at the end of the day, it just didn't happen. We passed up on physical plays a lot, and you know, it was, it was just a tough game to watch on film, watching us turn our heads, and you know, watching us get out rebound.
0: Yeah, but it's it's a long season. I mean, uh, it's, it's uh, very unlikely that anybody's going to run the table in this league, especially with some of the places you have to go. I mean, you got to turn around right now and and get ready for another. Road game over at the Hump on Saturday afternoon against Mississippi State.
7: Yeah. and it's, yeah, Like you said, no one's going to table this year, and I agree. Um, I personally don't think I see us losing any, any more games. Um, maybe at Tennessee is a tough one, but outside of that, um, I just believe that we could possibly win out. I don't really see us dropping any more games.
0: Well, I mean, the, uh, one of the things we had talked about before yesterday is you win last night, you've shown you can, you can beat anybody, and you didn't win, but the way you played there in the second half, uh, again, you guys have shown that, that you can, you know, you're capable of beating anybody that you have on the schedule. So up next is Mississippi State. Uh, another, I mean, that's another place that uh, hasn't, hasn't been the easiest place for Auburn through the years.
7: Um, i haven't I've only been there once i really wouldn't know yeah I've only been there once and that was when we were number one and you know we had the greatest team in all the history pretty much as far as on paper so um i I don't know how hard it is to play there what do you what as, do
0: you see from them when you're when you're looking at film what what are uh, you know what are your concerns and your matchups going to be
7: yeah physical is we'll all get out so box out start thing. we have to pretty much drilling those guys' heads who aren't boxing out. Hey, like, we lost the game due to box outs, and we're going to continue to lose this you don't box out. So um, that was, that's pretty much really it, just that. They're, they're better from two than three, and we just have to make sure that we, we contain Tolu and the other big and just kind of just be the more physical, which is going to be hard to do, and the most excited team to play and yeah. kind of realize we bounce back from this game and get our momentum going again.
0: Yeah, no, no kidding. Hey, I, I wanted to ask you, and, and again, I'm, we're n- I'm not trying to put you on the spot or anything, but um, just, just over the last week or so, and I hate that I missed last week. I got, I got some rave reviews on some of your comments uh, last week while, uh, while we were down cruising in the Caribbean. But um, a couple of folks, couple of folks have have asked, uh, just wondering, um, you know, going. D- Dylan, Dylan may have that COVID year. The possibility of him coming back. Uh, I mean, Auburn fans love you, D- uh, love you, big guy. I mean, there's no question yeah. about that. Um, have 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 you just uh, have you thought about the possibility of of returning for another year?
7: Yeah, this came up in conversations this week. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm just trying to stay present and be where my feet are, and really kind of figure that out after the season, and really try to enjoy the time I have right now. And kind of do my best I can have the potential to go out there and win a championship, a national championship for the university. It's something today, you know, I'm not really worried about or focused on, you know, what could happen next year. I'm really focused on giving them all this year. Uh,
0: very very well said, Dylan. And uh, regardless, where wherever you are, uh, you're going to have a huge following from Auburn folks that will always be pulling for you. Hey, we really appreciate you spending a little time with us as you guys get ready for that Saturday afternoon matchup against Mississippi State let everybody know how they can uh, follow you on social media
7: yes sir my Instagram is the Dylan Carwell and my Twitter is Dylan Mix underscore underscore all
0: right all right Dylan really appreciate it thanks again best of luck on Saturday yes sir thank you War Eagle. all right we will uh, talk again next week Dylan Carwell he's he's one of the best guys just to spend a little time talking with and again I mean he the, the enthusiasm, his, his love for Auburn is just infectious. Yeah, uh, again, I was so
2: impressed last week uh, with some of his comments. And again, tonight, he, he's just a great, great ambassador for the university. And uh, he's been raised right, as my grandfather would say. And, Absolutely. Uh, hopefully he'll come back selfishly, but I understand. Uh, oh, yeah. And what a great answer. That's a great answer. Focus on, you know,
0: winning now.
2: And mm-hmm. everything will take care of itself.
0: That's Dylan Cardwell with Tiger Takes proudly presented each Thursday at 530 by the Alsobrook Law Group on the web at alsolaw.com. We'll get to our final break of the afternoon. Still time for you to join in here on the Thursday Drive.